Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy's Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's on Instagram at ziggy.stockton. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off a really fun episode, episode 140. It was a great episode where Ryan and I came on right after the playoff clinch. And it was awesome for obvious reasons. So if you're looking for that episode or any of our other episodes, you know you can always find those streaming on the Believe Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan, what's good? What is going on, everybody? So we took a, you know, what is it, a week and a half, two weeks off, Eric, just because there wasn't, you know, the Kings clinched. It was very obvious they were making the three seed. We were trying to let everything settle down before we, you know, we really were looking forward to doing this playoff uh, preview picture. So uh, sorry for everybody who was uh, really anticipating the next episode. I know that we have thousands of listeners who uh, were just so excited and wait for our takes. But uh, yeah, man, uh, Saturday is the first home playoff game in the G1C. I will fucking be there. Um and we're going to we're, we're going to talk about that playoff game for the Sacramento. But, you know, we're, we're doing a, a rare NBA totality um, preview today. So I'll try to stay away as much as possible from the Kings. I uh, just want to let you guys know that I am drinking a Coors Light tonight. Um, I am a Coors Light drinker. I, I do like the Coors. Um, but I just want to let you guys know that uh, Bud Light is officially banned from our podcast. <laughs> no Bud Light, boys. You said had to bring it just, up. It's so funny. I, well, I just looked at my course like, can. I really don't give a shit. I'll drink some Bud Light. But uh, I just looked at it and I was like, you know what? That's a hot topic in the world right now. Let's get a little controversial. Uh, so, yeah, man, let, let's hop into it, dude. Let's, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this. Yeah, the we you're right. We don't really talk. We, even though you and I, a lot of NBA, we watch a lot of NBA, big fans, obviously, not just the Kings. But uh, we don't really get to, we don't we don't make our show about that just because, you know, we, we, try, to, we try to be that... Uh, that you know what do you, what do you call it just kings specific but exclusive. we do it exclusive exclusive kings right and so uh that's what we're kind of paid to do by believe so that's what we do but that's what we like to do but we get we usually do them in the in the preview the season preview and then we get to do them here now and in past years Ryan we would do them because the kings were always eliminated so it was like it gave us like a rare like a month usually in the playoffs to talk about you know something outside the kings but this year all encompassing but you're getting kings and nba but uh you're talking about your drink you know, Ryan, I've been, uh, I've, I'm, I'm turning into Gen Z, dude. I've been drinking the Prime drinks. I'm hooked on the Prime drinks. That's what I'm drinking tonight. So I'm on that blue raspberry Prime. I got a nicotine pouch in the upper lip. I got the buzz going. I'm ready to go. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in uh, and give you the player for this week to start it off. So if you're new to the podcast or can't remember, haven't checked this out in a while, this is where we do the player from our past. Uh, 
game where I throw Ryan a random player from our childhood based on their limited bio. See if he can guess this one. And Ryan, I thought this player would have a much better bio. And he's not have a great bio. Okay, so I'm just going to start off by doing that. Uh, so this player for you, six foot six, two 227 pounds, college of no help, Austin P. Uh, from 97 to 01. He was drafted in the second round, 30th overall in 2001 by the Chicago Bulls. He is a shooting guard slash small forward. I would say shooting guard. That's where you're going to know I'm shooting guard. Ignore that small forward thing, probably. Okay, 01 to 03, Chicago Bulls. Here's where you're going to know him, Ryan. 03 to 07, Minnesota Timberwolves. 07 to 08, Dallas Mavericks. 08 to 10, uh, New Jersey Nets. Uh, 5.8 points a game. That's that's pretty much it. Like I said, limited bio, but you'll know him as a two guard from 03 to 07 Timberwolves. Who do you think it is? Oh, my goodness. Gosh, I hate these, dude. My mind is elsewhere today, and I know I'm really going to kick myself from if, when I miss this. I'm pretty confident I'm going to miss this. Oh, man. Um, I, oof. I, 03 to 07 Timberwolves, guys that are coming to the head, I... Gosh, I can't remember his name, dude. Oh, this okay. is going to hurt. Yeah, it's oh, going to hurt. Um, it wasn't Wally Zerbiak, Fred Hoiberg. What was that? Iowa State. Hey, that was, uh, that's actually good. It's not Fred Hoiberg, but that is it's a good. It's not Fred like, Hoiberg. Fred, Fred yeah. Hoiberg was Iowa State, I'm pretty sure, because then he ended up being the coach there, or still is the coach, I think. Or no, he went to the NBA. He ended up going to the NBA. Um, oh, my goodness. What is that guy's name? All right, you ready? You got you to give a guess, because people don't want to listen to you just think. All right, whatever. You 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 get you don't even have a guess. I I can't. I'm drawing a blank right now. All right. Are you ready for yep. your player? Yeah. Okay. Your player is Trent Hassel. Trent Hassel. That's his name. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I I, I was thinking of I I just couldn't I could not remember the guy's name for the life of me. Thank you, Trent Hassel. I feel better because yeah. I was I'm picturing him in my head. Yeah. No, it's tough, man. When I come up with these, you know, I try to give you ones that are realistic that are gets. And sometimes I'm like, oh, this one's hard. And then it's too easy. Yeah, that was yeah. That, that's a realistic get. But like I said, his, I thought his bio would be much better. And he's a shit bio. And, you know, that's really where it came down to. I can, I can, honest, I can honestly say this. The first time that we've done that, we've done this game. I haven't gotten a couple, three or four over the span that we've been doing this. And this is the first guy that I had his face in my head, I was picturing this guy and I could not remember his name for the life of me. So usually when I can't, when I don't get it, it's just I blank completely. And I'm like, like you gave me Speedy Claxton like a month ago and I just completely blanked. I couldn't think of, I had no clue, but uh, this is one that I, that that's going to bug me, but we're good. Yeah. Let's go moving forward. Yeah. I hope you really sleep at night, Bazzard. Yeah, okay. I anyway. Uh, all right. So, hey, before we get going too on the talk, Ryan, dude, betting NBA playoffs, I don't know, man. I'm kind of nervous about going to NBA playoffs betting. I've had a I've had a good time the last do I've been hitting a lot of live bets of late. NCAA tournament was very good to me. I came out uh real strong. Um I won the women's bracket at, at work, Ryan. They did they did I won the women's bracket. So you know, I'm I got that hanging on my hat. But all those people, you're trying to get into your betting. You you want to see what to do. People hit us up all the time. We talked about it last episode. Bet online is where you go. So here you guys go. Bet online remains your number one source for all of your college basketball betting this season. Get every analysis, prop, play, uh, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds from everything from live games, conference championships, right all the way through the playoffs. Bet Online is your NBA headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device and sign up to receive your 50% welcome bonus. 
please use the promo code believe B L E A V to receive that bonus. Go to betonline.ag or the game starts, man. I've had a couple people, Ryan, they're like, I signed up for a bet online. I'm like, did you use the promo code? They're like, oh, no. I'm like, well, that was not smart. You, you already started off with an L, so make sure to use that. 100%, man. You got it. You know, life's all about following directions, all right? You know, <laughs> life lessons on Kings cast, yeah. follow fucking directions, dude. <laughs> Just follow directions, guys. You know, I was at work today and I had to have a talk with somebody about following directions, you know take care of the little things and the big things will take care of themselves, you know? So, you know, little things, you put the code in big things, you make uh, you know, four or $500 and you can afford that game that all the communists are bitching about at game one at uh, the G1C. Okay. Well, even though we, we promised we weren't going to go heavy to the Kings, we could, I had to throw uh, that in there. That was you a good transition. Go let's, let's, hey, let's do a ticket talk real quick. Well, you want to break in ticket talk? Yeah, real quick. I just want to let everybody know that all you people who are on the Kingsland page and on Facebook bitching about ticket prices and calling everybody selfish, you're just a bunch of communists. That's all there is to it. A bunch of commies out there, man, just hating on, hating on the people who made the initial investment or just trying to get some money back. Um, you know, if you really have that big of a problem... Uh, you know, maybe buy season tickets next year. And when the Kings make the playoffs next year, you won't be in this type of situation. So I, I saw a lot of comments, man. And at first I thought it was like, whatever, but it's it's really getting out of hand. It's, you know, I pretty easy going when it comes to stuff. I kind of laugh stuff off. It's really kind of bugging me. I've been literally seeing people. Oh, you're selfish. You got season tickets and now you're just taking advantage of everybody else. I saw a post yesterday. I forget the guy's name. Okay. And he summed it up perfectly. Just absolute perfect. And he started telling everybody, you know, I'm not really worried about all these casual fans uh, bitching about the prices to the game. And more or less, he said, you know, I made the initial investment, like I said, for the season tickets and pretty much fuck off everybody else. You know, if you didn't have the balls to make the initial investment when the Kings were in the gutter, I don't want to hear you bitch about uh, ticket prices when the Kings are out of the gutter. So that really resonated with me. Uh, but I, I, you know, I was driving home today. Me and you were talking. I told you I was going to come on here and call these fans that are bitching about the price as communists. So you're a bunch of commies. You guys are just hating on it, hating on that capitalism that we got here in the the great country of America. It's funny. It's funny you call them commies. You know, people that I had put on or the ticket talk has just been, you know, it's I would say it's been like the one of the hottest subjects. Just because you're right. Like we didn't record just because uh, they're. There wasn't really shit going on, dude, like for about a week and a half. Um, and I would say the number one story in Kingsland has been the ticket talk. And, and early on, people, we knew we knew tickets. You, you even said on last, last episode, I think you got the email live on on the show last time. And you read, you read it from the season ticket rep, what was going to go down. And we kind of knew tickets were going to be like a thousand bucks per for lower levels initially. So anyway, no surprises. And people were already bitching about it. Um and and I was like, man, I guess people just don't understand supply and demand, dude. That's like the first rule uh, when it comes to like anything in economics, dude. Supply, demand. Like there's the limited supply and a fucking shit ton of fucking people want to go to the game, dude. So like, of course, they're going to be up. And and how can you not blame, you know, the people who say that like, uh, oh, I can't, you know, I can't believe that you're going to sell your ticket and, and tax everybody like that. Like you should just do Brian. I saw someone in Kingsland. He actually made a post and he said, you should donate the money to a women's shelter or something like that. Call me, dude. Call me. Not on Kingsland. I, fellow admins, if you're listening to the to the episode right now, don't kill me. I blocked that motherfucker from Kingsland just because I was so annoyed from it. I blocked him. Like, dude. Damn. 
That's you, that's called uh, I don't know, Eric. You're you're teetering with communism and uh, fascism, fa- fascism, fascism, right there, man. Censorship. We uh, now you're starting to teeter the line. I'm I'm a little worried, man. I'm you know I'm all I'm all about freedom and capitalistic societies over here, dude. So <laughs> late, you know, later when we're done with the episode, I think you should stick back, and I'm going to give you a history lesson on, um, you know, people and countries that have censored other people, Eric. I'm I'm a little worried for Kingsland in general. Whatever, man. I'm a fucking dictator, dude. That's what's happening. Uh, it makes me feel good. I'm just not going to lie. There was a little bit a little bit of that. But mostly, I joke, but mostly, like, dude, the people who were bitching about it, I, I don't get it. The, the, the tickets are what they are. The one thing I will say, Ryan, is that I am a little bit annoyed with the Kings and that they are dumb. They didn't know what they were doing. And you can attest to this just because you have the direct line to the, the season ticket reps all the reps uh, over there the kings they had no fucking clue like the, we all knew the kings been gonna go playoffs for a while dude and, and i know we were i remember you and i we went to a game and and you were trying to talk to him like you know we're not really sure what dude what do you mean you're not sure how it's gonna go down like you have no idea and i feel like it was a little clunky the way they did release it they they had everybody go on an email list and so you had, you went on an email list but then they sent the email to they're like, we're going to send an email by this time. So I get, the, you know, people are getting the email. I'm seeing people post this stuff, too. Right. They send the email. You log in and people are, like were already logged in before the email went out with the code. So I think they just it was a little clunky on how they, they went about it. And I think that frustrated a lot of people. I think a lot of people didn't feel like they got the opportunity to just kind of fucking like quick log in. You know, so I think there was some backdoor shit that happened. But at the end of the day, you know, uh first world problems i guess well you know it's I, i've came on here and said multiple times on the podcast that sacramento is just you know worst ran franchise in american sports for the last 17 years and as a poverty franchise you get poverty things right and i've came on here and talked about multiple times about how you know media and the franchise how they're going to handle success this is you know just another example of the dysfunction and uh <laughs> You know, you, you got to get the stench off somehow. So hopefully, uh, you know, this isn't a one and done for Sacramento um, over the next few years and they can continue to make the playoffs and they can update their uh, the way that they handle uh, the playoff tickets and all that. But yeah, they handled it really bad. But at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm going to be in section 125, chilling, drinking beers, screaming my ass off uh, at game one. So uh, you know, I, I, you know, it'd be cool if everybody could go to the playoffs, playoff games, right? And that'd be cool if we, you know, you let a million people in, but unfortunately there only holds about 20,000 and I'm one of those people. So all you commies can just suck on one. Yeah. Well, dude, way to rub it in people's faces, dick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have to, I made the initial investment for the last few years. You know, I, I, I made the decision a few years ago. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start buying season tickets and I got in when it was low and I'm selling when it's fucking high, man. That's, that's America. Yeah, so I want to I want to talk about this before we get into some of the stuff too, Ryan. I just came to the, this came to top of mind for me. Um, one has thing has been an interesting. I I'll say this: the Kings making the playoffs is the biggest thing, obviously, around Sacramento since the team stayed. And the last couple of years, you and I have came on the podcast, and we've had what I would consider like a difference of opinions. We've done we did an episode about that, like we called it like opposite takes. This was like. You know, we started this 2019, so it was around early, early on. And, um, you know, f- f- there was a good year where the, a lot of people just couldn't see the 
see the the route to the Kings getting to this point. I, I want to believe that you and I did see the route for the Kings getting to this point. I think the record shows that. So without going into that, but one of the takes we had last year uh, before the trade deadline, when we were you and I were really we pushed for Tyrese Halliburton to be traded pretty pretty early in the season. I would say we were first to it last year, and a lot of that was surrounding Ryan was that for about a year, there were a lot of people, majority of people, I would say that you'd quote unquote media people that wanted the Kings to tank. That's, that's the only path they saw. And one of the things you and I had really uh, talked about was that, you know what? It's been so long. It's been such a drought that there, it was honestly, I was willing to mortgage things in the future if that meant getting to the playoffs like really quickly, I, there was a one point where we were just like, dude, they, they need to do whatever they need to do just to get in the playoffs. I don't care if that means, you know, they trade a pick one day that ends up being, I, I don't care. They kind of need to get in. And I think I, we saw the significance of that. And that was met with a lot of fucking bullshit pushback from a lot of people arguing with us. Right. I remember someone big told me, Oh, you do a fucking Kings podcast. This is on Twitter. Like someone notable said that to me. And it was all around this take. And I remember a lot of people were saying that, oh, like, what's the point of just getting in if you're just going to lose? That was what a lot of people were saying. And I was like, dude, like, you know, it would be, I, don't, I think people didn't see how huge it would be. What is amazing to me, and we don't, we're not going to get credit, which I don't know. I don't do this for credit, but I like to fucking have some credit, I guess, sometimes for people that listen to us. Is that those same fucking people are the ones in the forefront acting like they're the biggest Kings fans in the fucking world right now because the Kings are in the playoffs and they're so excited and they, they forget that for like two years they wanted the Kings to tank and they didn't care, man. I wanted to bring that up right now before I never did again. I thought it was timely. Yeah, well, just in short, for people who don't want to go back in our uh, gallery of po- previous podcast the the whole take was getting out of the gutter i always hear media people talking about we got to change the culture we got to change the culture it's so bad we got to get that we got to bring winners in here the only way to change the culture is what you did this year and what you did since the trade deadline pretty much last year is you bring in an all-star and you win fucking games that's the only way to change the culture right people who thought that they could change 17 year drought by tanking and starting all over again that's not it they've tried that multiple times it didn't work right so for once they finally fucking went went for it and what do you know 14 months later sacramento's the three seed and they're in the playoffs hosting the golden state warriors you know that that right there just shows you that uh you know, the only way to to get it and change this culture was to win. So I'm I'm really proud of that take, man. Unlike you, I really don't need that type of validation. I know I know that uh, I know you're really proud about that stuff. Um, I, I I just you know I just like to sit back, man, and I sit on Twitter at night and I see this stuff and I see notable media members crying on the TV when they clinch that playoff spot and I just laugh, dude, because I I have receipts on all these people and. I, you know, every once in a while I go back and scroll and look at those receipts and I just laugh to myself, man. I just laugh and and I it makes me feel good about myself. Yeah, I, I used to be more fucking turbulent about it. Like when we started this show, I didn't give I didn't care. I used to talk way more shit. And um I think that's where King the key the Kingsland was. You know, the Kingsland was in that space where it was turbulent because they sucked. And a lot of there was such difference of opinions on one side or the other that um 
that I got more turbulent. Now I, you're right. I'm a more exhausted. I'm more exhausted by it. I guess the validation is the people who keep tuning in to King's cast and have supported us and have been here for the ride. And so I guess I just wanted to make sure I dropped the take, Ryan, because it was so important. We, we spent a lot of time on here doing it. And, and yeah, you're right. Dude. People, if you, I'm going to say this, if you post a, self, a, a picture of yourself or video of yourself crying on social media, like you're a bitch, dude. That's so whack. Like I, I don't know who does stuff like that, dude. Well, it's so weird it's, to me. It's not. It's not really the crying that got me. It's the take that you had 18 months ago that gets me right. It's the take that you wanted this. You were so adamant and literally calling people dumb and stupid for the take that me and you had. And then 18 months later, when it works out in you know what we were suggesting they should do, um, and then you're gonna get on the you know the TV and cry and post stuff on social media so not a big fan of that not really a good look um so you know all, all you seven people who listen to, to the king's cast podcast consistently we really appreciate you guys with sticking with us through that and really jumping on the bandwagon i love it first you said thousands now we're at seven people we'll never yeah, know. Hey, you know you know we got to keep it real you know it's somewhere in between seven and one thousand you guys uh you guys can guess how many we have <laughs> yeah, man. All right. So let's talk about the playoffs. So we, this is our opportunity to do so. We're not going to talk about the Kings. Okay. Um, you're going to, that's, that's a teaser for the, for the next drop. All right, Ryan. Well, I don't even know where you want to start. I'll start. I guess Western, I'll say this West Western conference. Let's start. We'll start Western, but beginning of the season, you know, I, I forget who I said from the fucking West. See, that's the problem. I didn't go back and look at our preview episode. I, I want to say that I had um, the, I definitely had had the uh, the Bucks win it at all. I, I knew that I knew that much. Do you remember who you had in the finals uh, at the beginning of the year, Ryan? Uh, honestly, it was pro- looking back. It was probably Brooklyn. If I had to guess, it was probably it was probably Brooklyn. Um, just just looking, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I think it was Brooklyn and maybe Golden State. Um, yeah, we'll have to go back and we'll have to go back and look at that. Yeah, we like revisiting that stuff. We do that end of the season recap and. We'll revisit everything and all of our takes and where were we wrong, where were we right, kind of stuff. So, yeah, man, with Brooklyn, I mean, I guess it goes to show it's like kind of pointless to go all in the biggest season and hold people to it just because shit changes so much. So, Western Conference Nuggets get the number one seed. They were leading all season. Uh, I mean, I think the Kings eating the three seeds quite the accomplishment, all things considered. Uh, the Grizzlies. Even though it's fucking, they always. I'll say this, Ryan. They win games, even though John Morant doesn't play. They still find ways to win all the time for several years. It's it's tough, man. It's tough because like uh, we as we've talked about during the season, like a lot of the traditional teams that have been in the powers up top, kind of you know, are on the bottom. And I knew that's that's evident with the Kings uh, playing a six seed Warriors, which is nuts. So uh, let's take it away, Ryan. I'll let you break it in Western Conference, like. Uh, what what about early early round matchups, potential matchups you see, kind of predictions? What do you think? So we're recording, what is it, Thursday? Um, the playing games get finished. Are they playing right now? They're playing tomorrow. I think they're playing right now. Um, as far as the Western Conference is concerned, Denver at the top, Denver's moving on. Whoever that, that eight seed is going to be, I'm going to take Denver moving the second round. And then it's that Clippers-Phoenix matchup with no Paul George, man. Phoenix is going to wreck Phoenix, I, I, I'll just come out and say it right now. I think, I think Phoenix is the team to beat in the playoffs this year. I just think with the addition of Kevin Durant, them being healthy with DeAndre Ayton, uh, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul, that's just too much to deal with. At every single level, they are elite. Um, so I'm going to take Phoenix over the Clippers. Um, when it, Sacramento, Golden State, you know, a lot of people are going to be uh, going to be upset at this and. 
I got Golden State in six. Okay, that's one thing that I'm going to try to be is unbiased on on the podcast. Keep we keep it real, right? We've always said that. Um, I'm going to go Golden State in six. L.A. Memphis. I'm taking the Lakers, dude. I've kind of been talking about the Lakers, you know, even though I freaking hate them. I've been talking about them for two months about don't let this team get healthy, right? They're healthy. Um, and then Memphis being banged up, man, without Steven Adams, that is huge. That That is absolutely huge. So I'm going to go Lakers there. And then so moving forward, it'll be Denver versus Phoenix in that uh, Western Conference semis. And I'm going to go Phoenix, obviously, like I said. And then at the bottom half, we go Golden State versus the Lakers, probably leaning towards Golden State. And then I got Phoenix going to the finals out of that. Nice. So you went you went through the whole bracket. I just went through um, the whole bracket. I just wanted to, I wanted to put that out there. Uh, we can go more into depth on on some of the stuff, but I I really want to I just want to emphasize how good Phoenix is, man. People are kind of been sleeping on that, and since the addition of Kevin Durant, dude, I just don't see a flaw on that roster. I, I don't see how anybody can beat Phoenix when healthy. Right. If Phoenix stays healthy, I just don't understand how anybody can can beat them, man. They have the size, they have the length, they have the scoring, they have the leadership, they the veteran presence, all that kind of stuff, man. Um, that I just I really think that they're untouchable in the Western Conference. Fucking love the leadership take Brady does call you in on that. It's true though, man. It is. It is. There is something to be said about being in the playoffs, being there before. You know, that's been a big take on the Golden State Sacramento. You know, Sacramento's the Offensive rating is the highest of all time in the history of the NBA. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the the big talk around that, that series has been experience and, um, you know, the quote-unquote leadership of Golden State of the, you know, we've been there before, we know how to handle it. So there is something to be said about that in the playoffs. Well, and and like I said, without going too much into Kings, like Vegas knows, dude. Vegas knows, and there's a reason that they're they're dogging uh, uh, for the series. I think they're plus what is it plus two ten? The Kings are for to win the series or two twenty five? I think so. They're I know they are favored to win Game One though. They are a one they are a one point favorite to win uh, Saturday night in Sacramento. So uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. So re- repeat your Western Conference Finals for me again, if you could. Golden State versus Phoenix. Okay, so um, I, I don't I don't need to break down all the games. I'm not gonna break down all the games for you. I'm gonna highlight a couple. I I I'm with you. I just can't. I'm not gonna deny the Suns as well, um, to to make it out. Um, and I'm kind of hung up, man. I'm kind of hung up here. So I think the most interesting series. I think the most interesting series, and in, and in this isn't even a biased thing. I I legitimately think the most interesting series is the Kings, uh, Warriors. I think there's the whole deal with the coaching staff, you know, having some familiarity. I think there's that. I think that's the Kings uh, are going to, it's going to be wild and the Warriors aren't great on the road, but it's, it's down the fucking street, you know? So that's interesting. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. I know that I know the Kings are going to play well um, and we can break that down, but I think that's the most interesting series. But the most interesting series right away outside of that is the Grizzlies and is versus the Lakers. And the Lakers just are, I don't know, man. There's something about the Lakers right now that it's got me a little bit like, I don't know. Did you, did you pick the Lakers to beat the Grizzlies? Can you tell me yes, again? Yes. You yeah. did? I got Lakers beat, beating Memphis. I think the length and size of the Lakers is just too much to handle. And then you got to remember Steven Adams is out. So That's let's huge. Uh, 
I'll, I'll, we can talk about that series as one I, I want to because I agree. I kind of I agree with you. I agree with you with the Lakers. I think that um, they're they are so long and and they've like I bet the I bet the under on the game the other day that they played, even though it went into overtime. I bet the under and it still hit with 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 overtime, dude. Um, I I think the issue is is not necessarily going to be as much as how the Grizzlies gonna gonna stop the the lake it's the lakers it's it's going to be more like how, how are they going to score how are they going to score consistently on the lakers man i i think it's they're so big dude and lebron james is still balling I, I don't know the lakers are weirdly dangerous look at that little run they went into the end of the season and they're healthy um i'm kind of i'm kind of right right in the lakers man and and so i i'm with you on that so okay if the kings are sorry if the warriors and the lakers play though i mean what do that series? What do you think on that? Maybe that one's crazy too. What? Who? Who's the matchup for you? Well, I took the Warriors just because of the and you. You hate this kind of stuff, but just off the pedigree, dude, I have a hard time. I have a hard time looking at Golden State's team with Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, um, Andrew Wiggins is back, and seeing the Lakers beating them with how weak their guard play is. You know, the Lakers have the size and the, the matchup inside, but at the end of the day, when guys are pulling up from 35 feet, does it fucking matter at that point? And, you know, that's one of the things about Memphis is Memphis isn't a great three-point shooting team, and that's going to hurt them without Steven Adams being able to bang inside. So I just, how the matchups play is I think Golden State can take advantage of the weak guard play and the lack of scoring from uh, from the Lakers. You got to understand the the Golden State Warriors have been the best team in the last ten years, every single year. Okay, barring injury, um, you know if people don't get hurt that year against Toronto, they win. You know they're sitting at five championships right now. Um, that offense isn't going to get slowed down. Steph Curry's going to get his. Clay Thompson's going to get his. Jordan Poole's going to get his. And then when you add you know X factors like Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and the addition of of, of uh, Gary Payton again, um, just the length and the the defense that they have, I think is really going to show, you know, everybody talks about how atrocious the road record was for those guys. For me, it's kind of just an outlier, man. How many games did that team play fully healthy all season? Not many, you know, how many times did, how many games did Steph Curry miss? Uh, It took Clay Thompson half the year to get back. Andrew Wiggins hasn't played in God knows when Gary Payton was hurt and they, they reacquired him at the deadline. So I think, you know, the I've, and I've said this multiple times, the playoffs are about who's healthy and who's playing right, right, <laughs> right, right. But it's all about who's healthy and, and who's uh, peaking at the right moment. And I see Golden State peaking at the right moment just in time. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's why I go with them over the Lakers. You talked about the most interesting series being Sacramento Golden State. I I would have to disagree, man. I really think the most interesting one is the Lakers Memphis for sure. Do just off of the the bullshit that happened with uh with Uncle Shay and uh John Moran's dad. Um just the shit talking that's been going on between those two franchises. And then the other day you get Dylan Brooks before the play-in game with the Lakers say, "Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing LeBron in a seven-game series." You're fucking high, dude. You know, people people you know, they they forget how good LeBron James is still. You know, they look at him in year 20 and Lakers struggling for most of the season and him missing a bunch of games. And people forget, dude. The Lakers have, the or excuse me, the Grizzlies have no idea what they're in for in that series. So uh, if Memphis comes out and does win, I'll be extremely surprised. But I don't think they have the firepower 
And uh, I, you know, it's all about matchups, man. Who the fuck is going to guard LeBron James on that team? I'm scrolling through right now. This is a good take on that series. I'm scrolling through right now, Ryan, and I'm not seeing any live uh, futures odds for the series for for the Lakers yet. So I'm wondering if there's just some some stuff that they haven't put out yet. Well, uh, you know what you know what that tells you right there, man. It's Vegas is scared. Well, Memphis is the two seed, but fuck, it's LeBron James. That's what that is. That's exactly what that is right there. That's that tells you everything, man. Um, they. You know, statistically, when, you know, for all you analytical people out there, people, you know, they're probably looking at it and like, well, Memphis analytically wins this. But at the end of the day, when you have, in my opinion, the greatest player of all time and, um, you know, Anthony Davis, who is a top 10 player when he's healthy playing against a team that's missing their starting center, you're fucking in for it, dude. You are in for it, you know, and the the difference between other teams in the Western Conference and Memphis is Memphis doesn't shoot the three well, man. They don't. That you know, they do not shoot the three well, and that's going to be a huge issue when you're missing your enforcer in the middle. You know, the game slows down in the playoffs. People, you know, you have to run your sets, you have to get guys open, and you got to hit open shots. Um, and I just don't see Memphis hitting enough open shots. It's not going to be a run and gun, fast paced game like they've been doing all season. Uh, you know, everybody knows, and I've been talking about it for months about in the playoffs. You know, you everything slows down, and it comes down to who's going to execute and uh, who's going to take advantage of the mismatches that they have. And I think the Lakers are just going to be too much for them. A lot of people in the media disagree, man. I was listening to Chris Broussard today and he really thinks that Memphis is going to take it to him. So, um, you know, just off of what I see in, in my opinion as no expert, just some Joe Schmo drinking Coors Lights in his freaking spare bedroom right now. Um, I, I, I really just think the Lakers are too much to handle in that series. Game one odds for that to close it, Ryan is Memphis minus three and a half. So that just to show, but you know, those ones, the games are at home. The odds are tight, are tighter. Sacramento is actually right now down to a pick them. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if that thing goes negative on the Warriors to be slight favorites by bet time, just because I think people are seeing that number, but um, okay. So, so I, th- where I wanted to go overall is what I've, I've had such a difficult time. And this is where all season, this has been a thing. We talked about teams, uh, you know, kind of solidifying where they're at and people having an opinion of, of them. And that's what's difficult is particularly the Lakers and the Warriors haven't been healthy um, at all. Uh, this year and and so they're further down there and so you, you also with the Warriors you you kind of have no choice but to to view them through the lens of what they've been in the past and are they going to be that I don't know you know as as they advance on so um part of me wants to like I really think that if the if the Lakers were to advance I agree with you so I'm going I I do believe that the Lakers are going to beat the Grizzlies for the reasons we laid out and I I really think the Lakers Warriors would be a really good series and honestly. I don't know if I'm going to pick. I don't know if I have to pick, if I'm supposed to pick that far on. I don't know, man. But it's like, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Lakers were to beat the Warriors either for a lot of reasons. I don't need to spend all the time breaking that. But ultimately, I agree with you. We're both in agreement, right? The Suns are going to make it out. One team we haven't talked about at all, Ryan, and maybe we should say why, although people probably do get it and know why. Why is the number one seed Nuggets and probably – uh, you know, maybe not probably MVP, but basically, you know what I mean. And Jokic, why is that team not just by anybody getting the getting any any love? Like, why why do you think that is? Well, I think it's about you know in the playoffs you need stars, right? It's it's a star driven tournament at the end of the day. 
And, you know, you could have Nicole Jokic, but who's your second guy who's going to be able to pick it up? Is it Michael Porter Jr., who's wildly inconsistent, got all the talent in the world? Is it Jamal Murray, who really hasn't been himself since he blew the knee out? Um, I just don't see that team having enough, right? Um, They were relatively healthy in the regular season with Jokic playing a lot of games, playing a lot of minutes, and really having to pretty much put up a triple-double every single night for them to win. And he damn near did it, you know? Um, But I think it's a star-driven tournament, and at the end of the day, I don't see the Nuggets with the stars, man. I I really don't. And we've seen this, and we've talked about this over the years, about, um, you know, the regular season's about healthy, right? It's about who's healthy, um, who's being consistent in the regular season, and we've seen it in previous years with the Jazz being, you know, winning a shit ton of games with that roster, and um, you know, the, the Nuggets this year. I just, I look at that team, and it's like, yeah, you're cool, but you're a rolled ankle away of Jokic of being fucking bad. And I just don't see a second star when Anthony Davis and Jared Vanderbilt. And, you know, if you know that the Warriors with Draymond and guys doubling up on Jokic, you're they're going to force another player to pick it up and average 25 points a game in a seven game series. And I don't see that happening from anybody on the Nuggets roster. That is it. It's not, you know, I, I really believe Jokic is a top five player in the NBA. Um, I think a lot of people do. Obviously, he's a two-time MVP, but uh, it's a star-driven tournament, man, and I just don't see the Nuggets having enough in 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 this uh, situation to move on. A couple of years ago, everyone thought that Jamal Murray was going to take like that massively bubble Murray. That's people people still talk about bubble Murray, right? Um, and you know, just looking at the the Nuggets scoring, Jamal Murray still is just twenty dude twenty points a game, dude. He's just stuck there on his career. So, uh, you know, I I guess, I guess that, you know, sometimes shit happens in the playoffs and guys ascend, but I guess that's probably not, and people aren't banking on it just because the averages are there. All right, let's move to the Eastern conference then real quick. Okay. Ryan, um, the Eastern conference has been, people consider it top heavy. I I don't, you know, it's very, it's interesting. Go ahead. Who do you, who do you like to come out of it? This is rough. This is this rough. is rough. Um, oh man, it, it it's comes down to Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and Boston. Obviously, the top the top uh, three seeds in the Eastern Conference. Um, man, I don't think Milwaukee's going to be able to get it done this year. I think that you know Chris Middleton's been banged up and he took a step back um, this this so far this season. I I just don't see again. It's a star driven league. And no, no matter how good Giannis is, I don't know if he has the help to overcome and beat in Harden and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams and all those guys that Boston has. Um, I don't know, but but then I also have the feeling that Philadelphia is that good this year. So I'm going to go out on a limb, man, and I'm, I'm going to take Philadelphia coming out of the Eastern Conference. I think Harden and Embiid especially with the role that Harden's taken this season of kind of sitting back and being more of a facilitator and scoring when needed. And then just, you know, Embiid's the MVP this year. I think everybody knows that. And I think those two guys, that one-two combo is really, really dominant. So I'm going to go Philadelphia out of the Eastern Conference. But I do want to say, man, Cleveland is a dark horse, dude. Cleveland is a freaking dark horse just because of the defense ability that they have with uh with Mobley and um, uh, Jared Allen. And then adding Donovan Mitchell, who in my opinion should be up there in the conversations with the Devin Bookers, the Damian Lillards, the Steph Currys, 
currently. Um, he's that freaking good. So uh, Cleveland is a dark horse, man. Watch out for them. But if I had to put money on it right now, I'm going to go Philadelphia. And on your take too, the thing about Philadelphia is they're they're kind of deep, deep with the role players. You, you know, I mean they 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 are. Uh, I I'm not gonna go there and pick them with you because I rode with Milwaukee beginning of the season. They were the number one team in the NBA this year. I'm riding with them to the end. Um, but I I totally with you on the Cavs. The Cavs, I I th- obviously Cavs get done. That's just they're gonna get a bad draw and end up facing them. I I think all the favorites are gonna basically push their way all the way through. Is how I'm predicting it in my head. And I think I think it's gonna be Milwaukee over over Boston and then it's going to be Milwaukee uh, versus the Suns, dude. And, and I think, so I'm there. You're, you're Sixers Suns. I'm Milwaukee Suns. Who, who would you think you're going to pick if that potential finals got there? Phoenix Phoenix. I think Phoenix runs everybody out the gym. If they're healthy, man, I, I think it's people can't compete, man. They have, they have the center. Who's a walking double, double. They have the greatest score maybe of all time in Kevin Durant. Um, and then Devin Booker is the best number two in the league. <laughs> like I can't believe we're putting Devin Booker as a number two option on a, on a team. And then um, on top of all that, you have a guy like Chris Paul who thrives really in the half court offense um, and doesn't need to score. So he's going to defer to those other guys and he's going to set those guys up to play. And um, I think it's just too much, man. I think there is too much in Phoenix for anybody to handle it. The addition of Kevin Durant is is unreal man that 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 team could be very very special the thing well my pick would be a rematch obviously in the nba finals from a couple years ago um i I think that one thing about the suns and i like i i'm not trying i don't like to project injuries like i don't you know who knows but the suns are one of those teams that uh, both kevin durant and chris paul have dealt with that stuff um and and they've dealt with it in playoffs too in big playoff games so that's something they're like I'm just putting it out there as something to think about. And and like I said, that's that's usually like a cheap take, like, oh, but they could get hurt. But legitimately, those guys have had injury issues not only this year in, in recent years and in big playoff series. Um, and when you have a team like that, that this is what concerns me, and this is why I'm gonna pick the Bucks to go to win over them, is that when you have a team like the Suns, who, yes, like on paper in a one game, three game series, like with with rest, uh, you can say um, is the most talented uh, for the points you make. I, I think that that's going to be the, uh, the one team of all the teams in the playoffs that's going to struggle with the, the volume over the next couple months of going through this bracket just because of what they've shown this season, their lack of time together. Do you think that that's something that's like you just dismiss that or do you think that's valid? I think I'm making my picks all things you know, being the same for everybody and everybody's healthy. That's the way I'm looking at it. Obviously people get hurt, right? Like it's like I talked about earlier, Golden State could have five championships if those guys don't get hurt a couple years ago. Um, with everybody being healthy, I, I think it's an easy choice with Phoenix. Now in the back of your head, you know, you, you're bringing up some valid points with, with those guys being hurt, but um, you know, they're, they haven't played in what a week now. You know, I think they're going to make quick work in the first round of the Clippers without Paul George. I, I think they're going to literally four, maybe five games. I think they just run those guys out the gym. Um, so I, I think they're going to have plenty of rest. I really do, man. I think it's kind of, it, I think the West is going to be extremely, extremely easy for those guys to push through. So I, I don't see the grind of a two to three month uh, playoff run with those guys really happening 
Um, so we'll see, man. But I, 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 I just don't understand how a team can beat them. I, I just don't see it, man. The talent level is unreal. Yeah. I, and and the thing is, it's tough. It's it's tough to project at the beginning of the season. It's tough to project now. Um, so I, I I guess I guess I would say to me the Eastern Conference bracket is much more straightforward. Like I said, I have favorites rolling all the way through. Um, and then for for the for the West, I think the West is is super interesting just because of the combination of things that could happen. It just they're all very interesting, and it's not really top heavy. The top heavy teams. Actually, people aren't probably considering to to be there. Like when you look at one, two, three, I would say that's not on the list of teams people are going to pick to make it probably maybe to the Western Conference Finals, but for sure, probably through the Western Conference Finals. Right. So that's really it's really interesting this year, the contrast between the two. But for me, the Western Conference is being so fucking crazy and tight as it's been all year. It's just make it even more more interesting and fun to watch. 100% man you know this is probably the most wide open the west has been I don't know can can you remember a time where um really the the betting favorites were 4 6 and probably 7 with the Lakers I, you know I don't I don't really see I I don't remember a time being like that but um the eastern conference definitely top heavy dude that that 1 2 3 in the eastern conference is brutal man you're looking at you know Giannis and Bede Harden and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, man, that's rough, dude. So uh, that's, you know, with Phoenix, with me saying that Phoenix is going to kind of run through the West, it's a gauntlet in the Eastern Conference, dude. Those series are going to be long. So I think that's going to play a role, too. So if Phoenix does make it through, like I'm predicting, man, you could be seeing a situation where a team that came out of the East played four, maybe five more games than the other team did. So. We'll see, man. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited. I'm, I'll I watch every single game. I'll be staying up late every night watching these. So, um, nothing like playoff basketball. You're you're right in that. And I would you said one two three in the East. I know you just you agree. I'd say one two three and four even more so because I, I think even if the Bucks Cavs potential series would be would, would be dynamic as well. I think that the match, would be the matchups are there. I agree. Yeah, the matchups are there. Yeah, you you like Cleveland has Cleveland has a ton of size. You know, if if I were to call one upset, even though I pick Milwaukee, like, would you be surprised if the Cleveland Cavaliers were to beat the, no. the Milwaukee Bucks? No, I wouldn't. But I'm a if I was a betting man, which I am, I'm putting my money on Giannis. But yes, I yeah. I, I, compl- I completely agree. It wouldn't shock me. No. Yeah, there's a couple. Like I said, a couple. The couple like random upsets I could see would be like the Lakers. I could see the Lakers upsetting their way to potentially Western Conference Finals. I'm not gonna pick it, but I see that as a path, and I see I see the Cavaliers kind of doing the same, man. So, um, interesting playoffs. All right, Ryan. So we gotta let the people know we're gonna come in here do King specific. We kind of uh, let the people know early though. We do. We both agree, Ryan, uh, that we have Warriors in six and. If just that was something that I initially had just said the Warriors in six, like it's a bad draw. We'll talk about it more. But I was looking on the betting. I've placed a couple of futures already, Ryan, um, of of the Kings uh, Warriors series. Uh, Warriors in six has the lowest payout, which means that it's the more it's the most likely outcome by betting. So that Vegas is saying that's the most likely outcome. And it's only like plus two. 10 or 215 or something for a 4-2 warrior. So if if anything, that kind of shows you uh where where things are at. And you know, there's always a saying, Ryan, Vegas always knows, right? That's what people say. So um I guess we'll see and we'll get back on and talk about the Kings 
pretty soon. So, hey, guys, we appreciate you listening. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and Kingscast Ryan. We're also active on our group Kingsland. Check that out on Facebook. Go on Facebook, search group, search Kingsland. It's the number one non-toxic cool place to be. It's really fun right now if you're looking to talk with other Kings fans. If you want to support our show, please slide down on Apple Podcasts or slide up on Spotify and leave us a five-star review. If you comment on there, we'll give you a shout-out. Uh, we do appreciate it. It does help us reach more Kings fans, so uh, please do that for us if you could. And then if you ever want to check anything out, um, check anything out more by Believe. You can check us out on the Believe podcast. Podcast Network, where we are the Sacramento Kings signature show. So, with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go, Kings. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.